0: I am Quicksilver. Aaron Quicksilver. You might say I'm a collector. I collect rare objects, facts, stories. I travel the roads of America seeking its heart. Do you have a time for a story? There is no light without darkness. No life without death. No peace without war, no God no without Satan. Hello, everybody. My name is Andrew, and I'm Mark, and you are listening to TV Movie Night. In a spooky September 30th, October first-ish October kind of spirit, Mark, it's fall. Yes. The fall fashions are here. They are. Do you want to go to the mall with me and I check some out? I kind of do. I, uh, you know, that's the most important thing about fall is fall fashions. Yes, absolutely. You go to a express mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, this shirt costs a lot of money. But think of the color. But it's brown. It's, co- <laughs> it's brown. I look like the trees. And then, you know, sometimes kids get confused, and they, like, throw you in a mulch bin and, yeah. you know, pelt you with rocks, hit uh, you with rakes. Because p- they're confused because they think you're, you're a leaf. Yes, or a tree. Yeah. Sometimes a uh, construction worker or someone staples the thing saying that they'll teach you how to play guitar, mm-hmm. on, just staples that to your chest. Just, you have a lost dog or there's a yard sale coming yeah. up. Mark, how's your fall going, Andrew? My How did you celebrate the autumnal equinox? I canceled my membership to Equinox, mm. and then yeah, got, all that stuff came out in the press. That yeah, they, then uh, got another one. Oh, oh, you just went back to equinox? yeah, under a different name. So oh, that's it's smart. okay. That's smart. Mark, uh, we ain't, we ain't got no goddamn jobs. No, Andrew, we don't. Andrew, I I would like to uh, come right out real quick. I warned you about this yesterday. I texted you. You did. You said you were hot under the collar Coming regarding in hot. something. Uh, Andrew, originally I had planned on uh, watching a spooky music video. Yeah, it's, and called, then, it's called Thriller.
1: Yeah, you might have uh, heard of it.
0: Yeah, and he's like, uh, there's Vincent Price there. And then discussing it at the top of the show, or just, the, to, just the, to mix the, things the up boys, a little bit. The Fat Boy's Freddy's Back. Uh, or Ready for Freddy, or Nightmare on My Street. Are those all three from the Fat Boys? No, "Nightmare on My Street" is by Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff. Is that in the Nightmare no, franchise? Oh, no. it's just—it's just a song. Uh, I heard that uh, Will Smith once fought Mike Tyson. He once fought Mike Tyson. That's another one of his songs. Oh, I was like, I'm very concerned. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? When it comes to that joke, Andrew, you can lamp- lump me in with parents because you I just, just don't understand. Do not understand. So Andrew, I was looking for videos on YouTube. I got a little distracted by what is quite easily the greatest documentary film of all time. Was it a uh, hotel like a room video? It was not one of those, but it's close. Was it like a was it slot lady? She's no, pretty good. Slot lady's like 15, good. 15, yeah. 17 minutes. You know she's gonna play. She played Little Red the other day. It was based a, on the Little Red Riding Hood franchise. It was opening uh, of one of those orders of knives from the oh, Knife Channel. Wow. Okay. This guy okay. Spent $82 and got 117 different knives. They have, this one, these ones have green handles, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. These ones have green the red, handles. The, the, the fluorescent orange is, yes, it's sold out. It's sold I've out. Just told, I'm just being it's, told it's, it's, it's being sold out. out. <laughs> it's gone. It's completely gone. That means you have to act now. Fluorescent green is going to go fast. This one, the hilt looks like a lady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know.
1: Like a like a, it's tasteful. Stressed. It's tasteful. She's mostly dressed. She's,
0: it's, it's sexy. You could see her could t- see her boobies. It's but, that's you know you it's know, a knife. It's it's, what, a knife. It's, a ni- it's a knife. What are you supposed to do? That's what they had the, that's what the original Starbucks logo was, ladies and gentlemen. Need I remind you. I'm being told the sexy lady has been sold out. Sexy lady I, is, she sold is sold out. Sold out, that is that is good demand. We do have fluorescent green sexy lady, though. <laughs> we have zombie ladies. Uh all right so you did so you watched the knife show. Yeah. It was pretty good. Oh cool. Let's move on. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, TV. All right. What, <laughs> what did you watch? It's called The Devil at Your Heels, Andrew. Okay. It the is the a, Devil Wears Heels. It is a 1981 mm-hmm. Canadian documentary feature. Well, that's your. That's, first of all, that's your problem. It is about... Canada didn't exist let before me t- Let me tell you. 1996. All right, let me sell it to you. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. Elevator is, pitch, here we go. It is a deep dive mm-hmm. into one man's passion. This man's name, Ken Carter. He is a fat, dumpy mm. daredevil. Ooh. Who he is the madman of Canada, they call him. Mm-hmm. In 1976... Mad, mad manama. In 1976... Ken had a dream. He had a vision. He had a singular purpose in life. Ken, who has been up to this point making his money, going to like baseball games or like high school track meets or something, and, like buying kids smokes and beers. <laughs> yes, and he would his big thing, his raison d'être or whatever, was to. Ramp a car mm. over five cars, mm. for example, and then crash it on top of more cars. Yeah.
1: That Ken fun.
0: Ken never did a ramp to ramp jump. Mm. He never successfully landed a car. He would just crash him. That's what people want to see. The at this at the time that Ken had this vision. Okay. His goal, he at this time, the furthest he had ever jumped a car. Was like 110 feet. And the fastest he'd ever gone in a vehicle under his own power, so not an airplane, was 90 miles an hour. Mm. Ken decided that he would set a world record by jumping one mile in a car going 326 miles per hour. I feel like you'd have to, you'd have to like drag it behind an airplane and like unclip it. A mile? Yes. He wants to jump a car a mile. He spends five years is, chasing they, down this gonna dream. P- are you going to put wings on the car? Is that considered it, a jump well, at that point? Well, okay. the car that he designs, which is a fucking Lincoln Continental. Yeah, the, the, li- a, the lightest car. Yes, with a rocket strapped to the back. Is It's a Lincoln Continental with a rocket strap Well, it's a two-door. It's a coupe. So, you know, it's a it lighter lighter it's, lighter. it's lighter, yeah. And it has what what are called ailerons. So they're wings, but they're only like two feet long on either side. And they're meant to act only as a stabilizing device. Not for lift. Not for lift. In fact, I would feel like they would drag more than anything else. Yes. Okay. So you follow Ken for five years as he chases down this dream. And there's like just every scene is amazing. Because mm-hmm. Ken... Like I said, is a dumpy, dumpy fat guy, <laughs> dumpy fat guy with this weird, gross goatee, and so the first he finds like a rocket-powered funny car, and he's like, "I want to test this and see if I could drive it." And the guy's like, "All right, put on this uh fire suit that I wear," and Ken's like, "Yeah, I'm not fitting in the fire suit," and the guy's like, "Well, what's your what? What's your waist?" And he's like, "Ah." Rocking about a thirty-eight, sometimes a forty, you know, depending on how many beers I've had. And he's like, Yeah, I don't I don't think you're gonna fit in my rocket powered fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> but so Ken gets in there in just like the tightest acid wash jeans and a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, let's fire it up. Let's see what happens. Andrew, this movie is amazing. Okay. I encourage every viewer to watch Ken Carter, Devil at Your Heels. Devil at Your Heels. The nineteen eighty one documentary film. It's available on YouTube. Does does he does he complete the mile? I'm gonna say yes. Would well, all right, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't want spoilers, jump ahead two minutes. Yeah. When the jump finally occurs, Ken has built like a ramp that is like sixty feet tall, mm-hmm. and he's gonna jump this thing across the Canadian U.S. border. He's gonna jump it over. Like a channel or a fall or something like that. It's not like Niagara Falls. It's like a sound. It's a shipping channel. Okay. And they, first off, due to some chicanery, Ken doesn't get to make the jump. Some other guy makes the jump, which is fucked up. Why? Did he break his leg? No. Ken was like, I think this is unsafe. he priors in the US. (laughs) Ken says, I think this is unsafe. And so there's like six days of delays because he's like, there's too much rain. Mm -hmm. The track doesn't seem safe. Something's off, so he won't do it. (laughs) So then his financial backers are like, hey, why don't you come to uh, Montreal and we'll talk about a Japanese tour? Mm -hmm. So then Ken goes to this hotel room and he's like, yeah, this tour is going to be great, right? And they're like, yeah. By the way, we hired another guy to do the jump. He's doing it right now. (laughs) Looks on TV. Yeah. Looks on. Boing. So then- the jump happens, right? Yeah, with a different guy. With a different guy. And you've like bought into this dream so much that when it takes off and immediately spectacularly fails, you're like... Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a mile's really (laughs) far. This this is dumb. (laughs) This is a dumb idea. This This is a bad idea. I don't think you could do it on land like this unless you're going to glide there. Yeah, no, no. Oh, it's so bad. It immediately goes wrong. The thing, I guess, like, they don't even seem to do any calculations. They're just guessing. Mm -hmm. So as soon as it takes off the ramp, it just, the back end just kind of shoots up like this. It flips end over end. The wings... Ailerons thing immediately rip off, yeah, and the thing just spirals down into the water. It's <laughs> like that uh, Red Bull, like flute and tog thing, yeah. Uh, yeah. It <laughs> 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 Somehow it, it went behind where it started, it yeah. actually ended up negative distance, uh, yeah. So it ended up traveling a distance of like 500 feet, which was nowhere near a record, yeah. Th- I wouldn't expect it to, no, no, it's beautiful. It's what I, a dream! I love this movie so much. Well, uh, that's all right. So the movie again is The Devil at Your Heels. Devil at Your Heels, 1981 Canadian documentary film. Okay. All right. Well. Next time I'm going to watch, I don't know, Michael Jackson's Ghosts. Oh, that animated one? No. It's like 50 minutes long. Oh, that one. Also directed by John Landis, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Speaking of. Uh... Mark, it's television movie night. Andrew, what are we talking about this month? This month in the month of October, it's obviously the scariest month of the year because of Halloween. Yeah. Impeachment proceedings. Ew. Topical. Um, and we are watching made for TV movies from the master of horror himself, Stephen, Stephen King. King. Except we're not watching anything that's two parts. No. They're more nope. than 2 hours. Yeah. I got shit to do, folks. Ain't got a job, but, you know, I got other stuff. I got stuff. other stuff. I got programs to watch. Good Place is back. Bob Hart's we, we. What Young we what, Sheldon. What's going to happen when we find out that Carol's got a third act? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I just blew your fucking minds, didn't I? The unicorn. has. He has a three-way. No. No. <laughs> That's what a unicorn is. That's not what a unicorn is. Yes, it is. Walton Goggins is the perfect man, folks. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I've been saying this since Justified. I've seen him. I saw him in The Shield, and I told my girlfriend at the time. I was like, don't get any ideas. Yeah, honey. Look at this hunk. I'm I'm watching this from Michael Chiklis, all right? Yeah. You know, the commish. Made for TV movies by uh, involving the master of horror himself, Stephen King. I like involving. He's, sometimes he wrote he something. Sometimes, sometimes he directs. Sometimes he shows sometimes up. I don't based know. based on his stuff. Sometimes it's kind of based on his stuff. So the first one we watched was something entitled Quicksilver Highway. Quicksilver Highway. I want to ride it all night long. If you're riding. If Krista... If, if Matt Frewer's going my way. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And, uh And we're going to talk about it at length in a segment I like to call, Well, What Do You Know? <laughs> Mark, what do we know about Quicksilver Highway? Uh, Andrew, this thing was released uh, in 1997. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was on basic cable, right? Was it TNT? Was it ABC? Was it CBS? Was it Fox? Was it the WB? It was on the WB. It was on the CW. Uh, uh, CBC. Um, yep. It was on the CBC. CBC one. It was. Uh, no, <laughs> the trashier one. CBC 4. CBC 2. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was after the uh, red-green show. He duct tapes a car together. Mm-hmm. He's and I like was like, now stay tuned for Quicksilver Highway. He... And then after that, this hour has 22 minutes. Tells more like. Poems by a campfire or something? Yeah, That's something like That's what happens that. on the Red Green show? Or, like, campfire songs? No! God damn it. You're thinking of Fred, Tenor, Fred oh. Penner's place. Okay, you, well, You, simpleton. Sorry. Red Green was a Canadian comedian, yes. and he was, like, a guy that lived in, like, a shack in the woods, but he was, like, kind of a bumpkin. Yeah. So he's always, like, a handyman, like, trying to fix stuff. All right. So he would, like, he'd be like, oh, you got a problem with your car, huh? We could fix that with this. And then he would, like, duct tape a car together. Okay. It's hysterical. All right. I'm not saying it isn't. He'd always Jesus wear suspenders. Fine. One was red. One was green. Nanook Nanook or Nanu Nano. Quicksilver Highway premiered on Fox on May 13th, 1997. Oh, the spookiest month. This was directed by Mick Garris. Yes. Mick Garris. Garris. You want to give me your favorite Mick Garris project? Uh, Quicksilver Highway. Mm, okay, that's that was a, that was a layup. Yeah. All right. Give me your second favorite. Um, the the uh, Mantis, Mantis episode four. Ma- Mantis. Yeah, episode mm. four. Okay. Mick Garris is the writer director of Critters two. Oh yes, of course. We'll be seeing number one here very shortly. Will we? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, it's at the horizon October twenty sixth, baby. You get your tickets. They're not on sale yet. So that's a no. I mean, I have my ticket. Oh. Hmm. hmm. He also directed *The Stand*. Yes. *The Shining* (1997). Oh, the Steven Weber Shining. *Shining*. Yeah. Rebecca Mornay's in that. He's also got a story credit and a writer credit for Disney's *Hocus Pocus*, Pocus. which yes. has turned into a bit of a cult classic here in 2019 starring sarah Jessica parker kathina jimmy bet midler however i don't think he necessarily i think i've heard interviews with him where he has talked about how he got the credit because of guild requirements but i think his was a little bit more of a serious kind of movie than the kind of disnified family fun, film yeah. it became But he's still getting them royalties uh, when the 30 days of Halloween come rolling around. Good for him. Freeform. Hashtag Freeform. Starts showing it. Yes. Every fucking hour. This was also written by Mick Garris, who has adapted it from two short stories. One from Stephen King from a short story entitled Chattery Teeth. Yes. Yes. That he wrote for a horror magazine, and then was later adapted into Nightmares and Dreamscapes mm-hmm. as another part of a short story. And then the second half of this movie is based on a short story from Clive Barker. Yes. Entitled The Body Politic. Terrible name. But Clive Barker, done some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Night Nightbreed? Uh, Hellraiser? Hellraiser 2. hmm Hellraiser Razor three. three. Um, the new A link the to new the, new the match. Patch. <laughs> yeah. C- the w- the c- Wind Waker. Uh, reality Cenobites. Yeah. This is starring Christopher Lloyd. Yes. As Aaron Quicksilver. Aaron Quicksilver. Son uh, of Magneto. What is your favorite? Yeah. He's fast in this he's movie, very but he's fast. not that fast. What is your favorite? Uh, obviously, other than Back, Back to, to the, the Future. future one, two, and three, and the TV series, and let's say, okay, all right, just Blue. other th- other than well, uh, I, Adam's I, family. I want to give you the option. Okay, other than Back to the Future, what is your favorite Christopher Lloyd role? Oh, Taxi. Do you say he you, legitimately, you legitimately say taxi? taxi. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. What is your favorite? And I'll allow you to say Doc Brown, but I will not allow you to say Aaron Quicksilver. <laughs> Uh, other than Back to the Future, I would say my favorite Christopher Lloyd role is Judge Doom from um, oh. Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Sure. Solid. Professor Plum in Clue. Uh, Yeah, I don't like Clue. No? No, I don't think it's a very good movie. Mm. There are parts of it that like- More like poo. Okay. I asked you in the pre-show <laughs> to not use that joke, and you just did it anyway. I said, yeah. Yeah, I won't use that joke. And then he winked at me, and I said, does that mean you're going like to use it or you're not going to use it? And then he winked again, and I thought, man, that means he's not going to use it. Uh, also, I love his behind-the-screens work. He is, of course, a producer on Frasier. Different different Christopher Lloyd. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Uh, oh, okay, then. <laughs> uh, uh, I see. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Well, just pretend it's the same one. Yeah. <laughs> this also stars... Television One movie- flew over the cuckoo cuckoo's yes, Nest. Yes, he's in that. that he's, a very good, he's very good in that. Yes. He's in um You know who Christopher Lloyd is, alright? Let's move on. Okay. Who else is in this piece of shit? Television movie night's own alumni, Matt Feuer. Yes, the third face on Mount TV movie. TV night. movie night. We got uh, Gordon Gord- True Gordon Trueblood. He's he's the he's the He's the he's in Washington. He's yeah, right there. He's right there. Right? there. He's right there. And then you got Matt Feuer, who's on who's on the Mount Rushmore. I would say he is Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. Then after that, it's probably um, i had to guess like one of the bees from <laughs> the Savage Bees. No, it's uh, and, then Killdo- Misty, and then Misty Brew, I think, and then Kill- yeah, oh, okay, yeah, and then and then Kildozer. <laughs> Kildozer is uh, whoever we're missing. Jefferson. Yeah, no, Matt Feuer is in this. Who we know from. Generation, Generation X, X, which we had watched previously. Made all those people poop. Yes. Max Headroom himself. Yes. Russell. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> and Funny, also, also
0: in this movie, we have Raphael Sparge. Uh, yeah, this is a guy who's a television actor who has turned up in a lot of shit. And like you I, don't really know who yeah, he is. He's not even necessarily a that guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the way yes. that like uh he is he is no um Steve Buscemi. Exactly. Yeah, where you're uh, like, oh, Steven thanks. Steven Tobolowski. Yeah, no, he's just a guy who's there. Uh most recently he had a recurring role on Once Upon a Time. Yes, I believe he is Jimmy Cricket. Cricket. That is correct. And uh, count that's it. a point. Yeah, that's a point for you. It's uh you got you got Jiminy Cricket, you got Hurley from Lost, and <laughs> I want to say Buzz Lightyear's. In yeah, it. I think he's there. <laughs> this um, this is based on two separate short stories. It, going into this, hmm. watching the trailer, I thought, okay, gonna be a fun through line. Wasn't necessarily expecting the anthology type series that this movie took, right? But I will say that Mick Garris, that's, Ken I'm, Carter. I'm, I'm doing, yeah, I'm Ken, doing a big jump outside. For, jump a mile. Mick Garris has a lot of experience with anthology series. He did um, a couple episodes of Freddy Nightmares. Of course. He actually is the creator of Masters of Horror, which was for Showtime. if Fire Showtime. Fireman, Showtime. And a bunch of other, wrote a couple Tales from, the, Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. Directed a couple Tales from the Crypt. I don't think he did the animated one. Oh yeah, we'll watch that. That's one the finale. Someday. I know. Yeah, it's the That's last it. one. Uh, you got uh, Bobcat Goldthwait getting getting fucking paid, baby. Yeah. So, Andrew, you have a theory of what this? I was have a theory that this is. Did some, you find any documentation? I did to back not. This up? But watching it, were you just, going through the microfiche? At I was Fox? at the library, just back back, <laughs> and then I found that there's a there's an article missing, and I was like, yeah. oh. Mick Garris has been here and then uh and then you're like oh real you could get a whole s- sleeper set for $17.95. That's a really good that's deal a great That's deal. a great deal I- rent a center okay, okay I'm interested all right, all right. The, the, the area code's not on the number that's how you know it's in the past yeah the um I think this is supposed to be some kind of either a backdoor pilot or this was shot as a pilot for a Quicksilver Highway TV series right, that was going to be an anthology series in the vein of Tales from the Crypt with Mick Garris at the helm, and they would adapt a different horror short story right. going forward. Just like Tales from the Crypt. Just like Tales from the Crypt, just like uh, Masters of Horror, to be quite honest. Just like Amazing's Tales. Uh, with Amazing Stories, which yes. he also uh, had a hand in as well. But presumably at this time and people who have listened to other shows that we've done know that at this period of time, uh, Fox was running severely edited versions of um, Tales from the Crypt Mm -hmm. uh, in their like 11 o'clock block. So it's conceivable that they were like what if we do our own version that we don't have to severely edit. Well, also in 1997, uh you have to remember that The X-Files was definitely in a full swing, mm-hmm. so if they could partner a show with The X-Files that is also in a horror vein. Yeah. It seemed like there wasn't there was a uh, an it's audience for dunk. it. So maybe this was their go. And I and you can see where the threads are that this would have been broken into two episodes done separately. Cuz this is obviously two entirely different Episodes two entirely different shows that they seem to just jam just together. Stitched together. With, I think with no care. No, you pointed out that like each one is exactly forty four minutes. minutes long. Yeah, these <laughs> are both airable. There's one that's obviously a pilot because characters get explained. Yes, and then the idea would probably have been that Aaron Quicksilver is your cryptkeeper. keeper. Yeah, he shows and up he's, and he maybe tells a he gets involved. Story. Maybe he gets involved. Maybe he doesn't. But uh, he just tells a story. All right. Well, let's jump let's, in. Let's, yeah. let's start talking about this fucking thing. I'm sorry we spent so much time talking about Canadian. <sighs> Act one, Mark. Ish. Yeah. We mm-hmm. have a newlywed husband and wife, and they are stranded on the side of the road. Right. Big stretch of deserted desert road. They have a flat tire. They're on the Quicksilver Highway. They are on the Quicksilver Highway. They are not Not riding it all all night night long. long. No, No. they tried to. Fortunately, no one is going their their way. way. They're not going to ride it all All night long. They're on the the Quicksilver Highway to hell. The husband has to walk down the road to get a new tire. So he says, baby, you stay here. You guard the car, guard uh, the top of our wedding cake. There's the, well, the wedding cakes in there. Don't eat that. And um, I'm gonna go. <laughs> so so uh, keep it real. Uh, more power to you. Big ups. Uh, Great wedding. Yeah, love the energy. I'll be back at some point. I don't yes. have a cell phone. It's 1997. And. Like, nothing scary, I think, is going to happen. I don't Uh, know. Except, before I leave, let me tell you a spooky tale of a uh, husband who leaves and then gets hung uh, directly over his wife's car. I feel like it's Beetlejuice. So, that's fun. Well, that's that's the thing, is he, he starts telling this tale, and I feel like Aaron Quicksilver like jumped out of his house and he's someone's, like, I gotta go, I gotta go. Telling a spooky Again, tale. I gotta go. He's like at He's at like uh, Marie Calendar. He's yeah. like just slicing into a piece of pie. He's like, oh, this is deli Oh, oh, I have to, I have to. And he just dumps yeah. a couple. It's like it should be there. Uh, I, to, I don't know. I I'll talk to go. you later. Bye. I, 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 I'll pay if I. It's not enough. I'll pay you. And he just gets really? in his cards. Exactly. He Just peels out. Nearly hits somebody walking a dog. Yeah, uh, he, um, yes, he tells her this story about, uh, oh, this reminds me of the newlywed husband and wife, and then then she thought she heard noises on the hood, and it turns out it was a hanged body. Ooh. Da, 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 da. Uh, anyways, I don't know where we were going for our honeymoon, but it seems like this idea sucked. Uh, just want to put that on the table. Uh, so. And I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Maybe I'll be back. I don't know. She's pregnant. Yes, very, very briefly touch on this. Yeah, she's, uh, we don't mention it ever, but she does like touch she, her like, belly. She Looks at her belly. So either she's hungry no, or she's pregnant. She's pregnant. Because <laughs> <laughs> she looks at the cake and she's like, "Yeah, I could probably smash yeah, that, I'll kill really that whole thing. I can down that." Morning passes into afternoon, and then into evening, and the husband has not returned yet. And the battery in the car dies. as She's jamming out to like Kenny Loggins. Sure, or, Danger Zone. Yeah. And she's just in there. She's like, oh, man, this is my fucking jam. She's like drumming on the dashboard. She's, she's like, uh, fancy, don't fail me now. Reba McIntyre. Sure. You know that song? Yeah, it's in uh, The Man from Left Field. Yeah, she's she's like, uh, she's like, she's like uh, kids, in order to get you ready for this big game, I wanted to sing you a song about a young woman who's turned into a prostitute by her mother because they're dirt poor. And she encourages her to land a man to pull her out of poverty. Also, don't forget, Kirk Gibson had an overall REI <laughs> of 1.2. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody. Gotta all right, go. Here we go. Uh, here's my cover of the night the, night the lights went out in Georgia. 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 The battery dies and the wife's left all alone. However, an ornate car pulls up towing an Airstream trailer. Yes. Out Pops, Christopher Lloyd, playing his most famous role. character. Everyone's always asking him about this role. Yes. He plays, of of course, it was weird that they asked him to play Aaron Quicksilver for the Jurassic, uh, no, for the Back to the Future ride at Universal. Yes. But he said, all right, I'll Uh, dust off the code and- I'll put Creepy the collar choker? back on. It's a choker. It's, a, it's like a a. It's, it's I will like put he, the big pancake makeup on. All right, just for just for the kids. It's just well, he's but he 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 got paid. Okay, yeah. he got paid. Yes, he Aaron Quicksilver pops out of the car, and it's Christopher Lloyd dressed in like goth clothes with like a big flowing robe yeah, that's he attached looks, to his wrist. It looks like he. Got his stuff from uh, Hot Topic. Yeah, it's pathetic. He got a it's big cho- he's got a big choker on. He's got he's got like ghoulish white makeup on. Yes, and he's like, "Hello, I am Aaron Quicksilver. Mm, look at my rings. One of them is a skull. Spooky. Huh? Huh? is this doing anything for you?" He gets Come out. Come and get into the, the car before I have to make my evening closing shift at the <laughs> Orange Julius. My big clunky boots are going to make it hard to shift gears. I don't know why I bought this car. Dome, dome, dome. Aaron asks the bride if she needs help and offers to let her wait inside his RV, his, his Airstream trailer. While they wait for the husband to come back, they enter the trailer, and it's a uh, uh, it's 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 a very it's bigger on the inside yes, than it appears yes, to be on the it's outside. Almost, it's the TARDIS. You walk in there, and it is a the very posh dining room. Yes, it's, awaits it awaits them on the inside. It looks sort of like a cross between a uh, Victorian dining room and a 1940s era like um, train dining car. Yes, yeah. There's a chandelier hanging from it. There's uh, a lot of um, marble. Yeah, it, it looks nice. It's a yeah, nice, I like what he did with it's, it. It's nice. I don't. I, one yeah. of these tiny houses. I mean, it's you got everything you need. I, well, you, he needs a bed. You got a bar I don't cart. Think there's a bed in there. Well, you got the bar cart. Flip Just the table drink yourself over. To I guess. Sleep inside the airstream. Again, it's very posh and overly decorated. Aaron makes small talk, saying that his job is traveling the highways and byways of this great nation, yes. USA. USA USA, 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 number one. Christopher Lloyd is Canadian, correct? Aaron Quicksilver okay. loves America. <laughs> sure. He says that he's trying to find the stories. The the black heart of America is what he's searching. He's a collector of sorts, you might say. He says he's a collector. Maybe he's, I don't know what he's collecting. STDs. Uh, (laughs) Just, you know, whatever's lying around. Whatever's not nailed down, he's going to take. Oh, so you're a thief. I'm a collector. Uh, He's a collector. Relics. He's also looking for stories and collects stories, he tells. And she says, oh, like Charles Kuralt. Which, I don't know if I you, did not get this reference. Apparently, it was a ABC News uh, this, uh, part it, of America no, no, segment. CBS, this morning, okay. Sunday morning, Charles Corral would do a... Basically, his gag, the gimmick that he had, is he claimed that everybody has a story. Right. And so, they would do these little slice-of-life human interest stories each week on yeah. uh, CBS's Sunday morning. Kind of a lamer California gold, Right. Kind of, but it was it was a national scope. Yeah. So, well, California is the only state that I really, really care matters. about. I mean, so. come on, folks. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Uh, we got it. It's a big state. Uh, it's a very big got state. We got a lot of. We money. got a lot. of a We're like the largest economy in the world. There's a lot of people. Like the a a the Famous people. California is number Chloe one. Khloe Kardashian. Uh, yeah, we got her. She's here. Aaron Quicksilver says, "Well, he's Kylie. looking <laughs> All your favorites are here. Chris Jenner. Yeah. She's great. She's the mom. She's the original momager. Aaron says (laughs) he's looking for the stories that really tell the the entire complete story, warts and all. The bride says she's more of an optimist, but Aaron says, well, you can't have the light without the dark. Yes. You can't have good without evil, yin without a yang. You can't have God without... Without a devil, he's like, I've got an organ in here as well. I keep, damn cat keeps jumping on top of it. It's weird. I don't know it what's keeps going hitting on. With all with the it. right keys though. Uh, Andrew, at this point, the bride more or less rolls her eyes and is like, "All right, so this is the next forty-five minutes of my life, huh? <laughs> like, okay. Just being You got this a TV in here shit. or something?" Uh, Watch the game or, uh, like, is was wheel on? It's, just, it's like right. 7 o'clock. Whatever you want to do, man. Just go. And he's like, I shall tell you a tale uh, of a husband. Uh, uh. Here we go. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then where's where does the copy of the Watchtower come in, Aaron? Because he's a Jehovah's Witness. Oh, okay. She's creeped out, and uh, she starts looking out the window for her husband. So in order to pass the time, Aaron offers to tell her a story that he's collected. Andrew, have you ever done this? Have you ever been waiting on set for like your host to get over their fucking hangover or whatever, yeah. or wait yeah. for their dealer Sleep to show off. up so yep. they could get some cocaine in their system? Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, all right, crew, I... Probably going to be like forty five minutes. Uh, anybody got a spooky, semi relevant ghost story to tell? And mm-hmm. then the camera guy's like, "Yeah, I got a story for you." And then it's just about his ex wife, and you're like, and, like, that?" And the ex- and 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 the the cuck was you. And he's like, "Don't get ahead of me." <laughs> the, the, the cuck was calling from inside the house. <laughs> the cuck was inside of you all along, correct? He's like, "Ah, apparently you've heard this one before." <laughs> <laughs> We then fade to the story. Now we're in a uh, we're in a, a similar stretch of very an highway. similar, very similar, almost, seemingly uh, almost exactly right the around same. where they're currently at. It's but di- but it's, different. it's, it's different. different. There's a phone it's booth. It's different. It's different. There's a phone booth in a building. Okay, there wasn't a phone booth in a building in the other shot. Okay, so deal with and it. And it's daytime. They were at night. Okay. Yes. So it's different. Okay. There's a massive windstorm going on, and it's uh we're on a long stretch of desert road. We then are introduced to Bill. Bill. Bill is played by the same actor who is uh who was the husband in yes. the previous scene. So and he's that's getting c- browbeaten by his wife who is, who is played, played by, by the actress yes. who is currently with Aaron Quicksilver. Yes. Bill calls his wife and son from a payphone and he frets about getting home soon because it's his son's birthday. His wife gives him the business, despite the fact that it's you basically can't see outside. Like, basically, I can't it's can't see almost a fucking like thing. Snow it's a blind outside, and you can't. Uh, you, it would be incredibly uh, irresponsible to be driving Dangerous. anywhere at this yes. point. But his wife's like, "You got to get home for your son. I'm going to put your son on." And then his son's yeah. just giving Tell him the business. He's like, "Daddy, you mom says you suck. Mom says that my new daddy is uh, always going to be there for me, but you're not. What's yeah, the, have you met new daddy?" D- I it, think he could beat you up. Dad, Dad, what does beta mean? Mom keeps throwing that one around. And he's like, Your mother's been reading Reddit again. Yeah. <laughs> R the Donald again. <laughs> huh? Despite the fact that the roads are damn near undrivable, Bill decides to head off because he's got to get home for Sunny Boy's birthday because his wife just gonna get blah, 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 blah. we all know this. We get yeah, it. We've been you there. Get, we've you been get, get there. this. You get it. Andrew, you get on the road and you die behind the wheel for us. Okay. Andrew, I made you get that insurance policy. Why do you think that was? I don't know. So that you could die on the road All and maybe right. be useful for once. Well, I love you anyway. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Your father's going to be late because he's going to come home in a coffin. Yay. Yay. <laughs> While driving, click.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I haven't hung <laughs> Yeah, up You've enough.
0: heard all of that. <laughs> all right, goodbye. <laughs> While driving, Bill nearly hits a hitchhiker in the middle of the fucking road. What's this hitchhiker doing in the middle of the fucking road? I mean, road? that's not where hitchhikers go. No, you know, you got first of, the road. of all, first of all, you roll up a leg, you show a little show skin, yeah, give him a little, yeah, a little, a little taste, a little, little out a the little plum window, out, and then then people screech because they do a wolf whistle. Oh, Bill stops at a roadside grocery store and talks with the owner and his wife at the grocery store. The owner, scooter, is dealing with a roadside zoo that's made up of raccoons and possums and whatever the fuck <laughs> they're the caught. Uh, and he also is worried about a, a wolf that's yes. really just a big dog. Yes. Bill spies a set of walking, chattering teeth. Andrew, in the grocery did you store. recognize the wife? Uh, I did not. She is a famous horror actress. She is an alien. Mm-hmm. She was in a number of the cat. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mr. Jonesy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she plays a number of small children roles in Twilight Zone episodes. I think she was in like three tw- separate Twilight Zone episodes as a child actress. Okay. Isn't that interesting? Yes. Okay. What is her name? You know. (laughs) We all know. This guy knows. (laughs) He's nodding along. He's nodding along. Our engineer knows. Yeah, he's nodding. Also in the grocery store that we see very briefly is Aaron Quicksilver. Do we? Yes, we do. Oh, I must have looked away for a second. He's leaving as the hitchhiker shows up. So Bill is looking at a pair of chattering teeth that are on a shelf. They're these big, dumb... Big, huge ones, which s- I don't think... Solid steel teeth. Hey, do you think this was how it was described in the book? Absolutely. That they were... I mean, it, you think, you're think you thinking to yourself right now, all right, shitty... The little things the, the thing that, that I would that, wind up and my exactly, teacher would the, steal the, the from Joker me. Exactly, the Joker then would throw out Yes. that are like this yay big. I'm the, putting holding up, very close together. Uh, the size of a Big Mac. The size of a, a pair of chattering teeth. Yeah. But really, they're like... they're. They're sizable. Andrew, the size of a larger um, set of chattering yes, teeth. Two two to three Big Macs stacked atop each other. Uh Andrew in The Shining, Stephen King spends probably six and a half pages describing that at this at the Overlook Hotel, they have a version of croquet that they play that is like Texas sized croquet. Hmm. And the mallets are gigantic. <laughs> so big. The 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 handles were like Bigger than a broom handle, just just big, just so big. Six pages of that shit. That's cool. So I would assume that, yes, in this short story, he describes it's the just... teeth are the size of a human head. That's right. And they they're, weigh 40 they're, they're pounds. They're massive. And they're solid steel driven by a motor built in the heart of hell. Scooter says them teeth don't walk anymore, though, because his wife dropped them on the ground and broke them. So... They don't really work, even right. though he's got the key, he can have it, but he's pretty confident they won't work. However, the husband, Bill, has to fucking get something for his, his dumb, dumb brat, or his, or God, just don't even come home if you don't even have a gift. That's yeah. what his wife told him. He, was like, he said, I don't want to come home. And she and says, says, you're going to come home! And then she says, and bring something nice for his new dad as well. All right. Okay. What is he like? shotguns and beer he likes being a man as opposed to you oh that does sound that sounds fun but also like exhausting oh i I can barely keep it together for 20 minutes a day (laughs) meanwhile the hitchhiker that he nearly hit arrives and goes up to the counter and wants to buy a pack of smokes Yes. But he's 10 cents short. We've all been here, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God, yes. 10 cents short and day late. Yes. I'm telling myself, that's going to be on my fucking tombstone. Am I right? Bill feels bad for the hitchhiker because, A, nearly killed him. And, B, you know, you got some, you know, you always feel bad when you go into a shop and someone's hassling the staff. And yeah, you're just and they're like, like just, I don't have 10 cents. I'm fucking broke. I'm walking. Just let me have a pack of cigarettes. you just like, ah. Just fine here. Just take it. Flips him just a dime. It. Says, "Here you go. Buy your smokes." Why don't you have a? Why don't you go to Chinatown and have a rat and all that thing? That's off right. Your That's face. what He tells I him. He so he says, "I don't. I don't view." I. And then, yeah, and then we hear Tone Loke Yeah, playing in the background. Bill uh, gives him the rest of the amount. And then Scooter gives Bill the set of chattering teeth for free. He really wants him to have these goddamn he's just chattering like, take teeth. teeth. take the teeth. Yeah, take, 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 take the teeth. Take want you to have them. Take the teeth. Take them. Take them. Take I them. have cancer. Yes. He also mentions that he has the cancer. However, he already told Bill that they don't work. So right. he's just like, here, why don't you throw these away? Yeah. Which, why doesn't he? Also, yeah, it's weird because this is one of those scenes where Bill's like, oh, my son would love this. And I was like, your son seems like he might be an idiot. I'm like, no kids want giant metal chattering teeth. This is dumb. What What do you think this is? The 1920s? Yeah, kids love It's either this or jacks. Yeah. So you tell me. All right. I guess get him the jacks. Outside, the jacks are huge. The ball is <laughs> as big as a bowling ball. And the jacks themselves are so, so sharp. That they would impale a man even by the slightest touch. Yeah. And then you get up to threesies. Chapter seven. <laughs> Outside, the hitchhiker begs Bill... Shoots and ladders. Uh, the hitchhiker... From hell. <laughs> Does it always have to come from hell, Steven? Generally. Oh, it could come from the cosmos. Outside, the hitchhiker begs Bill for a ride, and Bill relents. He says, I've had some trouble with hitchhikers before, but uh, whatever. You seem... Friendly. <laughs> uh, he Bill spends a lot of time in this movie talking about past experiences. Yeah, that he's been got. a coldly the raw alluding deal. to them, and he's like, "I had a bad experience with a hitchhiker. He had sex with my wife. i had <laughs> he's a, living in my house right now. I, I have to bet. go. I have to buy him something. <laughs> about I don't know. She said he's a man, so I guess this six pack of White claws isn't gonna cut it. <laughs> uh, he. He doesn't like to fly because he had a bad experience yes. on an airplane when a crew chief fucked his wife in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and he, he lives in the guest house. <laughs> Somehow I'm paying his electric bill. Uh, he's got a lot of dogs that I have to clean up after. <laughs> I don't know why. He's been there for a couple years. Seems like a cool guy. <laughs> he seems fine. He sends me a Christmas card every year. It's really <laughs> nice. My wife and child are in it. My wife and they always they do like silly sweaters. See, it's fun. It's One actually time they it's did actually really, it's actually really fun. It's really nice. Yeah, it, it's but also he I d- stopped smoking because oh. Philip Morris also d- two double t- double railed my wife. Just, uh, Philip so and, and Morris. Morris. <laughs> They got up there and they they, said, I'll show you a real unicorn. Just really let her go. Just gave her, showed her the 50 states. She loved it. They bent her over a barrel and they showed her the 50 states. And he said, I don't think that's a saying. It's from a movie. It is now. And that's why I don't smoke anymore. Uh, Well, he also says it in, in a way that like, whenever you run into someone that you're kind of, you're not familiar with. But they unload a big, long, complaining story on you mm-hmm. for some reason or another. Has this ever happened to you? Yes. Where, like, Andrew, the one about the guy's wife, <laughs> like, this has happened to me on multiple sets. <laughs> yeah. And they just have an axe to grind. I once had a, yeah, like, a jury foreman when I had jury duty <laughs> do this, where. The guy specifically wanted to be the foreman, uh-huh. and then we let him be the foreman, and then he just railed against the fact that he got a raw deal on like a, a speeding <laughs> ticket or something. Okay. Which really set the tone for the rest of the day. Yeah, you're like, all right. OJ walks. That's right, he's gone. Maybe <laughs> we'll get the this. juice is loose. We got a verdict now. No need for any more. Yes, Andrew. I have been on sets and Various members of different departments have come up to me, asked wh- how I am, what I do on the job. And then I say, you know, bust crack wise is mainly uh, yeah, what I do. Uh, Sometimes uh, I press bust, play on something. Bustin makes you feel good. Yeah, Bustin makes me feel good. And then they say, oh, do you have a family? And I'm like, well, I have a mom and stuff. And he's like, oh, but you don't have kids. And I'm like, no, I don't have kids. And he's like, I have kids. I got a right. And an ex wife. Oh, God. And let me tell you. And then I, and then you're like, oh, oh boy, I, how please, does how does someone get, stop doing how this? How does someone get the stones to do this? Because like you're just fed up and angry. Well, the, me personally, if I could pr- avoid any personal interactions throughout the entire day, yes, that would be supreme. That's, yes, but that's a dream. But stomping up to a random person and just just unloading whatever minor slight has happened to you over the course of fifty years. I don't think that necessarily makes someone endearing. No, especially if they talk about like medical ailments. That's oh, the one that's, that yeah. really is like I don't know how to react. It sounds bad. I am sorry. I'm for you. very sorry. I, I I feel fortunate that I am. I uh, haven't had any serious medical issues, but I'm I'm that's I'm terribly I, obviously sorry. My T is low. My t- well, it's been low. It's and been, the lady. A I don't have to tell you. You, you heard you it can, from the lady. Literally, just walk around here. The lady, there. It doesn't matter what conversation you start. The ladies are going to be talking about my low T. But somebody who just comes up and they're like, "I got a rash." Yes. Outside, again, the hitchhiker begs Bill for a ride, and Bill says, fine, but here's the deal. No smoking in my car. I know you bought them smokes, and you want to look cool. Yeah. Not in my car, I know I buddy. also technically paid for those smokes. Technically. So thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yes. They're, they get into his big van. He has a big, like, furnished van. Do we ever see the furnished interior of the van? There's like a little sink, I think, and a couple. I don't know. It's because open in the back. Yeah, the guy just looks around and is like, cool rig. And I'm like, is it? We and never like, see, we never get an establishing shot. Yeah, of what we never he's see what at. it is. Like, is there a television? Just, is there a pool table? A film crew back there. <laughs> hey, guys. The two head off while the hitchhiker is acting odd and shitty. He's like, uh, really asking really pointed questions about what Bill does. And then he, sl- he like lights like, up a makes smoke. Makes fun of Bill. He makes fun of him. He lights up a smoke. Bill's like, hey, I asked you not to smoke. And he's like, sorry, pal. And he puts it down on a drawing that's on the, the, dashboard. the dashboard. Bill says, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to drive over the hill and drop you off at a truck stop up there. And then I will never think about you ever again. again. The hitchhiker tells him that his name is Brian Adams, which then Bill looks on the floorboard and sees that there's a CD from Brian Adams on yeah. the floor, which means... He probably is not actually. He's an artist. artist. He's like, oh my god! Oh my god! The Canada's Brian Bryan Adams. Bryan Adams. Have you ever really, really ever loved a woman? Well, it turns out, Mark. Now I don't want to paint hitchhikers with a broad brush. Okay. here. okay. But it turns out that this guy who looks like a scumbag and uh-huh. acts like a scumbag turns out he's a, bit he's of a, a scumbag. scumbag. Okay. Pulls a knife on young Bill. And says, "Your money or your life." He says, says, "I'm thinking. I'm thinking." thinking." thinking. He says, "Brian, Brian Adams, it doesn't have to be like this." No, no, you got your whole career on a downswing, but that doesn't mean you can't bring it back up. You could, you you could go on tour with Ryan Adams. You know, that you pack in all together. You know, you do a couple of cities. Yeah, Adams and A squared. Uh, No, he pulls. Just got ideas, man. He pulls a knife on Bill and he says that he wants the van and he wants the money in his wallet. And whatever else, and he's going to go fuck his wife, I think. And he's like, get in, <laughs> get in line. line. <laughs> Take a number. Yeah. It wouldn't be the first time I've <laughs> done this to my wife. So Bill, on the other hand, is like, well, I'm going to pull. I'm gonna do a payback. Yeah, you picked the wrong day. I'm going to do a payback. You picked the wrong man. He starts putting the uh, pedal to the metal. Yeah. He says, I got my seatbelt on. You don't. I'm going to crash this fucking I'm gonna van. I'm going to fucking crash this van and I'm going to kill you. Yeah, and hopefully myself in the process. Oh, Jesus. God damn. Uh you picked it. Yeah. This it. is a birthday present for old Bill. <laughs> <laughs> told her she was told her I was going to die out here. Bill puts a hammer down and eventually crashes the van and flips it over in the process and Bill gets his face slashed by the knife mm-hmm. in the uh, ensuing chaos. When Bill comes to, he's strapped in upside down in the van because of the seatbelt, but Brian, the hitchhiker, is on the ceiling of the van, which is now the floor. Yes, he's been thrown loose, uh, hurt his head a little bit, but he seems to he actually seems be overall fine. in much better condition. He starts to get up and starts uh, heading towards Bill. It Bill like menaces Bill. Bill swings wildly, grabbing at the bag that has the teeth in it and cracks Brian over the head with it, and the, the bag spills out. Right. So the teeth are big. They're really See, big. They're big. They're bigger than normal. Yes. They're like this. They're can't. like, this, Andrew is, yeah. this! Well, now they're like four feet. They're this! They're this big! And they're heavy, and it hurts! Yes, it sends Brian Reeling, who then pops up and then sees what he just got knocked on the noggin with. It's a big set of uh, novelty teeth. Yes. And he's like, that's dumb. <laughs> this is stupid. But the teeth start coming to life and start marching towards Brian. Yes, chattering. Chattering all along. That's right. Chattering like... The teeth of hell, huh? 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 I don't know where I'd come up with this stuff. They're they're, they're big. They're big. They're huge. Uh, they're as big as that croquet mallet. Yes, that one guy. Uh, so the other guy starts shouting like, "Get him! Get him! Get, Get him! Teethy! Fuck him up! Yeah, kill him, teeth!" And, and he's like, "What? What are you doing, what are you, man? This is. It's what a, is it's this? A, it's, it's a, a what, toy. It's a toy. I'm it's not going toy. to. But the teeth do manage to snap a bit at Brian. And he's like, what the fuck? And then they don't come alive. So and then he, Brian does he, this whole dumb him, thing where he's he like, like oh, puts his fingers in and is like, oh, uh, I'm a creep. Guess what? My name is actually Joe Cocker. Uh, uh, ah. Yeah, deal yeah, with yeah, that. Then. Yeah, you're gonna look at the Wonder Years in a different way, aren't you? Yeah. <sighs> but it turns out that the teeth actually do come to life. And, and they start bite off his fingers, fucking up Brian, they, they go bite for the his throat, arm, go for the arm, bite off a couple fingers. And then Brian falls to the ground, and then the teeth start heading towards Bill, but Bill passes out in the process. Yes. Bill comes to; it's now nighttime, and he's been cut free from his seat. But how? Presumably, the teeth did it. Well, he looks, and the seatbelt's all chomped it's all chewed up, chewed up. Yeah. He gets out of the van and looks out in the distance and sees a body being dragged into the desert by the teeth. The teeth are doing it to feed or to feed the wolves or something. I don't know. I don't know. Are you scared? Da, 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 I'm da, not. Da, da, I think this is dumb. And I don't think it helps that the character said it was dumb. He's like, Ugh, fucking stupid teeth. We then pan up and then fade to nine months later. Bill returns to Scooter's grocery, which has got a bit of a makeover. Yes. heading like in- a diner now. Heading inside, he finds out from the wife that Scooter died, and the wife has now owned it and changed it all around. It's now a roadside diner. Yes. But she says you're that guy that was in that car accident and the Hitchhiker tried to kill you, aren't you? Uh-huh. Said, That's me. That's I'm touring, touring the country, yep. signing autographs because I'm the guy that almost died. You know, you kind of just on morning shows. You know, they got, you know, got. Uh, there's a toy version of me coming out soon. <laughs> it's, it's it's pretty cool. It's fun. A, it's fun. There's a novelty rap album that I recorded. <laughs> I almost died. Dude, 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 dude. I, I almost, almost died. died. Yeah, it's fun. On the road now. Uh, she's like, I didn't ask for your life story. Please. She says, I got something for you. She says, I found these on the porch the day that that crash happened. Or actually, the morning after. So you so must you have must forgotten have these in the storm. Pulls out the teeth. He's like, oh, God. Ooh. He says, cool. Thanks. Takes the teeth and goes outside. He then tries to pet the dog on the porch, and the teeth snap at the dog, and the dog uh, barks. Growled. And presumably, the teeth are trying to be protective of old Bill. Yes. Gets in his car, heads off yeah, onto the Quicksilver Highway. He's going to ride it all night long. We then fade back to Aaron Quicksilver and the bride in the Airstream, and she says. What the fuck was that? That that killed 40 (laughs) minutes. This is my favorite part in the whole goddamn thing is when she says, what the hell was that? What was the point? And he says, oh, I don't know. He's like, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it scary? Think about it. (laughs) And Again, the fact that they point out that none of this adds up to anything, that it's all dumb, that. Yeah, chattering teeth are not a good villain. Mm-hmm. Doesn't necessarily help, but it does make me laugh. They're, I would lo- like I don't. I don't fucking know. She, <laughs> I just should, told you the story. They what should do you have, want have from cut me? back, and she should have been eating the cake. She should have been. She should have wandered away at some yeah. point. <laughs> uh, oh, he's like follows her outside. He's like, oh, but but the teeth. You must know about the. Like, teeth. Yeah, te- yeah, 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 yeah. He goes back to the store. The teeth are waiting. Yeah, I get it. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I guess that is what happens. Oh, yeah, that's. Outside of the airstream, we hear a screech and a thump. They head outside to find out that a car driving by has hit something. There's blood all over the uh, the hood of the car. Yes. The guy who drove the car said, I didn't see him. He just came out of nowhere. I I, I didn't mean to hit him. We then look out in the desert, and we see the, the husband from before yes. being dragged off into the desert mind the chattering Shattering teeth. teeth! The bride chases after this dragged body, and the teeth are like, "Ah, all right, I can't, Look, I can't do I can't. this with a with a crowd. You can't watch me, all right." He, the teeth, then head out, and the bride hugs uh, her now dead husband. And boy, have they been taught a lesson on the Quicksilver Highway? I don't know. We then fade to black. That's the end of this segment. That's it. We then fade up. Andrew, should we talk about this story? Should we talk about what happened? What we think it means? No, this goes to our grave. We will <laughs> never bring <laughs> this up ever will again. Never speak of the Quicksilver Highway again. No, it's dumb. It's weird. Yeah, we hit the forty-four minute mark, and, and we're said, like, Guess "All right, what? episode's Next over." We then fade up. We went to commercial, and we came back. We are now at Pacific Park. Yes, Santa Monica. Sure, looks like it. It's a uh, it's a it's a it's a park there on the pier. Yes. And there's we, a tilt whirl. There's, a Ferris, there's a Ferris wheel. There's a Ferris wheel. There's uh, uh, that game where you shoot into a clown's mouth with water. Mm-hmm. There's uh, the jugglers. There's popcorn. There's, there's uh, uh, hot dogs. Yeah. And as we've stated before, anytime that there is a, a fair in a movie, it's a bad time. Bad. It's <laughs> a bad things are going to happen. No, only fun things no, happen at fair. Bad fairs. things happen. We are then introduced to a pickpocket who's played by Matt Frewer. Matt Frewer, Frewer. who's uh, stealing people, robbing people blind. as he's He walks just this park. up and just zoink, dollar here, wallet here, take your purse here, sneezes, whoa, yeah, John, pulls take someone keys, there. takes someone underpants. He runs into a museum in order to keep a low profile, you know, because the heat's on. Well, well screams. Yes, yes. a woman screams. A for woman the screams. Po- a kid walks up to his mom and he's like, can I have a dollar for the tell tomorrow? And she says, just a second, Jefferson. And then she reaches for her wallet, and she does the left, right, yeah. back. Nope. Screams, "Police!" And Jefferson's like, so can I have a dollar? So do I have the dollar or not, ma. And then um, I just love how quickly she jumps to that. Because if, yes. if my wallet was gone, I'd be like, did I drop it? Did I, did Is I, it in the car? Did I Oh, that's right. I'm broke, no, so it wouldn't matter it wouldn't, anyway. I don't. I would. So the joke. I'd prefer not to have ID. Yeah, on me. But, uh, Yeah. Yeah. Think about <laughs> no, it. No, no ID. <laughs> they can't, can't go they to can, jail. Yeah, they can't prosecute they can't you. you. Yeah. Uh, he runs into a museum in order to keep a low profile. That's filled with a bunch of oddities. Oddities, including a fetus in a jar. Oh, I, And perhaps the oddest of all. Aaron, Aaron Quicksilver, Quicksilver yeah, <laughs> who should have been posed as a as a thing. Oh, as a yeah, ghoul, like, cool. and then it's like, "Hello!" in the uh, in this museum as well is also the chattering teeth from earlier. Mm, what fun! Then he comes across a hand that is uh dipped in wax and is uh burning like a candle. Yes, it's a human's hand. Aaron Quicksilver comes out of nowhere. He's like, ah, ah, "Did I miss anything?" Did, I, there did was anybody a bunch tell? Of, there's a bunch of shit on the Quicksilver <laughs> Highway. <laughs> oh man, backed up for miles. <sighs> Uh, some guy hit a fucking guy, and then there's a teeth thing, and then uh, did 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 anyone tell you a spooky story yet? Uh, no. Oh, good. Uh, oh, I thought I was late. <laughs> do you want to sit down? Do you need no. some water? No, no, or no something? let's get, you to to it. Just, okay. let's get into it. Okay. What, right. what do you do? You steal a bunch of stuff, right, or I got I story I got story. I was, for so what do we got here? Okay. Guy walks into a bar, <laughs> and then he sees it's really busy, and, uh-huh. and he's like. It's Wait, like, what I kind want, of bar is it's, it? It's a bar. It's a bar. It's like a drinking bar. Yeah, and, no, and, is, no, it, hold no so is it like a rooftop bar? Is no, it like it's, Cheers? It's, it's like Cheers. Give me but a it's, set. It's, okay, re- it's really busy, and and so the like guy a busy Cheers. And the guy. Okay, is it New Year's or something? No, no. It's like it's like Saturday though, so it's really busy. Okay, it's really busy, and he can't get the bartender's he can't get the bartender's uh, attention, and then. And then, and then, so he looks up and he's like, oh, so he takes out his dick, okay? And then he starts jacking off. Okay. And this gets the parts in his attention. He yeah, says, I'm sure. Hey, it would. hey, man, you can't do that in here. What are you doing that for? And the guy says, well, you got a sign there that says first come, first serve. <clears throat> Police? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Anyways, Andrew, Aaron Quicksilver I, starts giving this guy the business. Andrew, I, like I have talking to about say, fucking hands. Yes, he says, you have hands, right, Charlie? These are your hands. They are my own. I, them, Anyways, they're, Andrew, they're own. I cannot tell you how excited I was at the start of this scene mm-hmm. because I was like, holy shit, we got Lloyd and Frewer. Yeah, two. Overact it's gonna be like face-off is what I was like. I was like they're gonna take their hands, they're going to eat this entire set. They are just going to ravenously Mm -hmm. destroy this thing by chewing up the scenery. Lloyd comes in solid, coming in at eleven. Yeah. Frewer not bringing the heat. No, he's, he's like he's a low, he's low energy. He's, he's very sarcastic a, he's like a and standoffish. He's like, you want me to like be impressed, but because you know my name's Charlie. Yeah. He and well first. Meanwhile, of all, Lloyd's like you're fucking me out here, he man. Like I'm giving already, it. I'm he, giving already you gave, the, he already I'm gave. He eleven you the heat. He already he gave, gave eleven. Me. Heat. Meet me back in the dreamscape, okay? Yeah. Thought he was doing nightmare in dreamscape. I like, <laughs> I'm a- very familiar with dreamscapes. Somebody should have said, Matt, you're a pickpocket. Okay. But ah. What if you're also the Riddler? Oh, and he's dancing and yes, doing a thing. Yes, that's what I wanted. I wanted Is that like a rainforest cafe doing Jesus. a dumb dance? I wanted I wanted Matt Frewer to really bring you it. You get it a little and later. It's just subdued. not in this scene with no, Christopher Lloyd. I no, want, I want a crazy off. I want two crazy overactors to just attack each other. Talking about the museum, Aaron Quicksilver says he starts talking about hands. He points to the hand that looks like a candle, and he says, hands are incredibly important. Where would the great masters be without their hands? Michelangelo, Shakespeare, Dolly Parton. They wouldn't be anywhere without the, their talented hands. Charlie, which is the name of the pickpocket, he says he's like, You wouldn't be anywhere without your hands. Cause you're a pickpocket. Charlie says his hands and his mind are just fine. Yes. Aaron says, Well, Charlie, do you have time for a story? No. But then he looks out, and he sees there's a police officer outside. And he's like, uh, yes. He's like, you're not going right. to tell that one about the fucking guy jacking off with the bar again, are you? And he's like, do you have time for another story? Do you have, <laughs> do you have time for two stories? <laughs> we then fade up to the story that Aaron Quicksilver is telling, and we are introduced to Dr. George, who is also played by Matt Frewer. Matt Frere. Frere, yes. And he is a plastic he's surgeon. He's a plastic surgeon in a very posh hospital and he is discussing his day with his nurse, and he has to meet with a bunch of patients, a bunch of horseshit, blah, 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 She blah, knows blah, the blah, Phantom blah. of the Opera is in the fucking waiting room in this. <laughs> Did you see that? Lon Chaney? No, like a guy with a Phantom of the Opera mask and like a hat is just like... Mm. I guess I'm gonna get operated on. I gotta get rid of these crow's feet. He talks to a patient who has gone through several bouts of plastic surgery at this point, who wants another brow lift, and he says, "Well, the skin around your brow is very thin. I don't even know if we can do this anymore." But as he's giving her a consultation, he pinches her. He uh, his hands uh, spasm a little bit and gives her a little bit of a slap and a pinch, and he's like, "Oh, sorry." Then, during a surgery, Dr. George loses control of his hands completely, and they spasm, and they slap the patient, and then he accidentally tosses a scalpel at a wall. Now, Andrew, uh, I understand that this is a heightened reality, Mm -hmm. but if a doctor did this, wouldn't somebody be like... Are you sure you want to complete do, this? Do you want to continue sawing into this person's we face? We can get the understudy. You just threw a fucking knife because, across the room, and you nearly hit somebody. Because what happens is he throws the scalpel across the room. It then hits the wall, and with a, boing. boing, boing, boing. boing. And then the orderly who's next to him says, "What did I ever do, do to you? you?" So I guess this just happens. You know what, it's, uh, Mark? As it's much. As, it must. It might be the equivalent of a tickle fight. <laughs> That's the thing. It's, it's like, like look, just, doctors. We throw knives at each they, other. They snap. Baseball each players. They, they do. You know, they tickle fight each other. While driving home, Doctor George's hand seize up again and nearly force him to drive into an oncoming truck. Right. Right. He doesn't understand what's going on. This here. guy's got issues. Okay. Yes. I would go back to the hospital and be like, "I need a muscle relaxer or something," because I, I got be mile high. I got strange love syndrome happening yes. here. At home, however, Doctor George meets up with his wife and says he nearly died. His hands are acting weird, and his wife says, "Oh, poor baby." <laughs> so then, draw. He draws. She draws him a bath. Godspeed. Are, are they just? drag racing up and down the street all hours yeah happening you think about it man you you go out you go out there in a skirt and Mm. like a little exactly this is the miracle mile go boys (laughs) (laughs) look out look out look out out. leader of the pack (laughs) yeah (laughs) he gets a bath drawn for him and then he fucks his wife in the bathtub so this, all right, all right okay, now I'm hold on it. a second. Now I'm looking all and right. I'm liking it, because if I see a movie where Matt Frewer is in a bathtub with a bunch of candles, I'm like, all right, gentlemen, start your yeah, Okay, <laughs> All right, all all room, right. room, ladies and gentlemen. And then- uh, Talk about a real dreamscape. Yeah, and then, uh, oh, uh, that's uh, Max head Headroom. Get, get some Max. Uh, okay. <laughs> so then he-, he- You're going to have to make room for Max's head. Okay. oh, oh. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he starts a pawn at her body. Yeah, and she says, "There's those million dollar hands," and then he yanks her into the bathtub. I thought he was going to drown her here. I hoped he was going to drown her, but here. instead, they we get a can, we get a basically a pan to a fireplace. Yes, train going in a tunnel, Old Faithful. Yeah, hot dogs coming off a conveyor belt. A guy uh, finally getting some attention from the bartender. Yes, exactly. And then we then fade to the bed they are in bed dr george and his wife are sleeping and george's hands start talking to each other in the middle of the night yes his hands bunny rabbits and they talk to each other in a very high-pitched voice yes his fingers start saying to each other and dumb going. it's time to escape it's time to liberate ourselves from this awful body we don't need this what happens after the body what if we die we don't we we don't need this we don't need him talking to his hands. We don't need the hands conspiring with each other. They should, it, it like, if you want to do it, do it silently. Where one hand, like, comes awake and then maybe starts, like, making a move towards, like, choking George or something like that. And then he, like, stirs and then it goes back to normal. And you can see that they're already conspiring against him. But you don't need, like, this, like, chipmunk voice and yes. these two things talking to each other and doing bunny rabbit. Puppet Uh, show. Well, I would argue you don't need any of this. I would love it more if the misdirect is that this guy is going insane. And, and then he's he blaming it his, on his hands. He blames his, yeah, he kills his wife and he's like, It wasn't me, it wasn't me. It was the hands. It was the hand. And then and then he's like, It's been walking around, and then it's 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 cut off and it's just a dead limb. And it's just a dead limb, and then we find out at the end of Act Three that like the hands are running around. Yes, yeah. So that, so that would, that be, would awesome. be a Twilight Zone desk thing. That would be I'm, that's uh, no, that's that's monster on the wing, isn't it? There's something, something on, on the, the wing. wing. Sort of, yeah. Uh tear at sixty 30, 30, feet. Thirty thousand feet. Yeah. That would be awesome. That is not what happens. <laughs> no, because no, Clyde Barker's got to do something different. They just, like, explain it all away to you. So it seems that the hands are conspiring, though. They are discussing the fact that they need to separate themselves from the body. His wife wakes up and sees that his hands are doing weird stuff, and then they just go limp, and yeah. he goes back to sleep. We then fade to Dr. George talking to his psychologist who's very, very relaxed in the chair he's sitting in. He's, he's nearly, uh, completely horizontal. Hey, um, I, I, was, I was, what? You got a what? Huh? What's going on? What's going on? Doctor George says that he feels like his hands have turned against him. And he, Sounds like you're stressed. Sounds like what you need is oh, a couple oh, more lorazepam. Have you thought you about yoga? I guess? I'm guess? i going to take two. <laughs> Why don't you take? You want to join me? It's like Doc, <laughs> one I for you, two, for, two me. for me. Doc, I don't think you're. I think I'm supposed to take the. No, I got to test these. It's helping me. <laughs> My hands are really relaxed. Ooh. Uh, he, Doctor George, outlines how important his hands are. I don't know. There's some kind of backstory some here It's not really necessary. At night, the hands then plan their oh, escape. Oh, you're talking about how his dad was- His dad was, was a factory worker. Yes, and he had these big meat, meaty paws. Apparently, the original story this is based on, the main character is a factory worker, not a doctor. So that's a minor change to the original All source right. material. Why not? At night, the hands plan their escape. Dr. George's wife comes into the bed, and uh, the hands attack her, yes. and choke her out, Keep in mind, the hands are still attached to Matt Frewer's body. Yes, and Matt Frewer is asleep, but his hands are strangling his wife. Yes. He then manages to kill his wife. He wakes up soon enough to see what is happening and that he cannot release his hands from his wife. And chokes her dead. Chokes, chokes, her, chokes her out. She She. She gone. Crossface cradle. He tries to... <laughs> Crippler crossface. Sure. He tries to dial his psychologist, but his hands resist and... And he only gets the phone off the hook, and he dials the number, but he can't. His hands are. This is where all the physical, the physicality you were talking about earlier. Yes, this is where the this is the the Matt Frewer I want. The hamminess isn't in his performance; it's It's in in the the hands hands performance. Think about that. Mm -hmm. Ham, ham hands. That old Matt Frewer. Yeah, yeah. We call him Ham Hands. He then is dragged by his hands into the kitchen and grabs a butcher cleaver from yes. a rack of knives, which all of them except for the butcher cleaver are blade down. Oh yeah, except for the butcher cleaver, which is like handle first. Well, you feel like that's the way you want to store it because it's magnetic and you slap it up there. Right? Sure, but on the isn't on that thing? Isn't it on the hook? Isn't it connected I by the so. eye? I thought it was. So, I thought it was just weird that it's like. Well, you need the hand. You to want to that. focus so, on that. Okay, whatever. <laughs> The psychologist uh, basically heard George, Dr. George having a fucking freak out over the yeah. phone so he decides to drive over there cuz he's like I'm getting double time for house oh, visits. Oh yeah. And I'm also just I'm high I am as a Georgia pine. Mile high right now. There's he, something on the wing baby. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> he heads off to the house and finds the doctor has cut off one of his hands and that his wife is dead. We also see that the hand has escaped through a dog door, and while Matt Frewer is being strapped to a gurney and taken out on a uh, Andrew, an this ambulance. this is where we are introduced to, to the other star of Adam's Family and the, Adam's Family Value. The hand model. The hand model. From those that movies. That plays it. But it's either occasionally you get that hand model, but a lot of times it's really advanced CG. Bad CG. But also, isn't that isn't there animatronic in that as well? Isn't there an animatronic hand that was used in Adam's Family? Yes. Because the effects in that still are are pretty good. Yes. This not as good. Adam's Family is a mixture of effects. It's Mm -hmm. animatronics, rear screen projector. Green screen wrist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, the hand is actually there, but the rest of the artist is painted paint out. out. Yeah. Uh, and then a little bit of CG. The other hand, the separated hand, tells the hand that's still <laughs> attached to Matt Frewer that he'll be back for him. Yes, I will return. At the nicest hospital in the world. Do people hear hear the hands, right? No. No. We hear the hands. We hear the hands, and eventually Matt Frewer hears the hands, but I don't think you can't just hear a conversation. Right. Because the wife, I guess, would have said something. Maybe. At the nicest hospital in the world for a murderer, (laughs) it's it's a nice... First of all, because when we see the establishing shots of it, like... They, he ain't in no uh, Just-O-Matic medical bed. No, He's it, in, like, a hotel bed. He, it looks... Well, first of all, the exterior and the lobby look like Sterling Cooper from Mad Men. Yeah. It's, like, big, it's, shiny brass and marble, marble floors. floors and big like, high ceilings. Like, this is a nice hospital. <laughs> And in the bed he's in is got like corner like nail posts. Yeah. Uh, it looks it. And he's not like strapped down or anything. They're just like this guy murdered his wife, but he's rich. But and he also white. cut his hand so, off. So think about it. He is Matt for. Doctor George bemoans his fate and asks why his hands would do this. Meanwhile, in the hallway, George's removed hand is inspiring revolution with other people's hands. hands. Taking control of their owners and getting them to cut themselves off. So basically he says, we do it. Join the revolution. And the people's hands around them are like, okay, cool. And so then they then do it. They get dragged, the bodies get dragged along, and then they find like a buzz saw or yes, something. All, all to, of this is strange because I'm like, can't you stand up? Like, how much strength is in these hands? Also Me personally, none at all. Also, How- I couldn't crack an egg with these hands. Well, also, do you imagine that you could cut cleanly through your hand in, like, one big go? Me, personally? Even if you had a butcher cleaver, like- You got to hack at that shit. Yeah, but I mean, I would say that if like, let's say, let's say I'm at home, right? Okay. And I'm relaxed Mm -hmm. and somebody comes in and they break into my house. Yeah. First thing I'm doing. Cool karate karate move. move. Yes. Then I'm grabbing a knife. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to go right at them, take their hand off with one swipe. Yeah. So yeah, Yeah. I bet I could. Well, because you bought those knives from the knife show. Yeah. Well, the one with the boobs on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that was that was the pitch. It's like it's got boobs it's, on it. It's gonna get. <laughs> it's gonna yeah. It's sharp. It's our special zombie hacker uh, edition. Um, you're gonna hack a zombie. You're gonna cut off his hand and his head, and just one big swoop, just watch, gone. Watch it cut through this paper. Go, imagine if a zombie was this paper. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> think about it. I'm being told the zombie knife has been sold out. Ah. Damn, we do have that. Sexy Zombie, though. Sexy Zombie's still in stock. And it's been sold out. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Throw Very- <laughs> my phone across the room. I couldn't dial fast enough. I was trying to cut off my own hand. So other hands are getting removed. Other hands go crazy. Just There's just hands around, running just all around. Uh, this zaniness I kind of like. Okay. All right. So, How do you feel about this? You lost interest. It's, you stopped it's caring. It's weird to it's do this. As, as a, if you're doing it as a pilot or if you're doing it as a movie... Like you want to have it, you. There are plenty of horror movies and horror stories that take a very silly premise mm-hmm. because, like Stephen King, with he has another uh, a another short story called The Mangler, uh, The Monkey. Oh, that's basically about a uh, wind up monkey toy, and every yes. time it slams its cymbals together, someone in this the owner's family dies. Mm-hmm. And as a child, he was traumatized by this dumb toy which you hear it and you read it and you're like I could bet I bet that could be creepy spooky sure cuz you got those like big gross creepy Eyes. things yeah but here they're just like I don't know it's fucking hands and this, and they're just running around <laughs> and they're like around. screaming revolution at each other yeah. Dr. George has a nightmare where he's suffocating in a casket only to wake up and find that his remaining hand is trying to choke him and suffocate him Yes He interrogates his hand, and his hand talks back and says that he wants freedom. Freedom. That's what this is about. Realizing that a coup is taking place because of all the hands outside, Dr. George scales to the top of the hospital building. And then tries to act as a savior to he all says, the follow hands. Follow me, hands. We're going to freedom, folks. Yes, we're gonna go to Wichita. We're gonna go we're we're to gonna, We're gonna go to the forty fourth floor. We're gonna go to the forty seventh floor. We're going to the roof. Yeah! Oh. Howard Dean. That was enough to drive him out of That politics. was it. That's that is what knocked him out of uh, the political sphere. He was eventually the head of the DNC later after that, but it killed his presidential campaign. So, then his hand is like, "Hey, don't listen to him." And he's, he's like, "No, nah, listen to me. Listen to me." On the roof, the hands follow George as he explains that they need to leap off the roof and follow him towards freedom. Yes. Freedom is that way off the roof. So he takes the first leap and jumps off the building. Andrew this uh deadfall dive is amazing. Did you He get like he does six like shot. He does a sick flip. Yeah, he does like a gainer off the roof. Uh yeah, hopefully somebody off the uh off the, the, the at the bottom is like psychologist watching. He's like do a flip. He's like you got it. <laughs> no, his psychologist <laughs> at the bottom is like 6.5. Oh, oh fuck. Come on. So he jumps off and hits the splats on the street below. But then moments later, a bunch of hands a bunch start of hands get thrown off the roof, off just the a roof. bunch of these rubber hands are just getting thrown by grips, some grip, just smoking, tossing no, this yeah, thing. You know there, what? I turned were down a hand for this? for this. Whatever. God damn! I turned down uh, foot foot loose, and I turned kind down of weird when you think you about know, it. If you think <laughs> about it, but they said it's it's hand loose, and I was like, oh, I, right, guess I guess it's a I'll seagull. I don't know. Back inside the hospital. So we get this first of all on the road, we see the shot of Matt Frewer's broken body, and all these hands have been destroyed because they yes. fell off the fucking and roof. Do you think that they would gnarl and stuff like that if Presum- I just took a hand and I just tossed it? I guess it would I guess it would hurt. The bones them. would break, I'm sure. Maybe. You wanna test it? You wanna you wanna cut off my hand? <laughs> and then throw it off the roof of a building? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Andrew, at this point, the uh, psychologist walks over and says, "Twas beauty killed the beast." That's right. <laughs> uh, and then we big, we pan up, and then the end? Question mark? question mark. No. Back inside the hospital, we then cut into a a different room in the hospital, and a woman's nose starts twitching it's wildly, moving all over the place. The and woman so she grabs some scissors. Goes well. First, <laughs> she goes to a mirror, and she 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 grabs like. Um, Felix the cat scissors. They're, like they're gardening these shears. Massive yeah. scissors. They're, they're, it's like, was there a ribbon cutting Why? earlier? <laughs> Why is this in this room? And she attempts to cut off her nose. We fade back to Aaron and the pickpocket. Aaron says she <sighs> cut off her nose to spite her face, and he's like, and he's ah, like, is, no, is, she didn't. She cut it off because it was wiggling, and he's like. Come on, man! It's a saying. It's, work it's, with me, will you? You know, it's like it was, you know, it's, it's basically like a fucking Peabody uh, and Sherman yeah, short story. Uh, fucking our writers are doing their best, all uh, right. Just get, just work with me, will you, man? It's like, well, w- what was the hand thing? Is it like, I don't you know. Like two in the hands, sure. one in the bush. You like you could have gone Does in that, that work direction. For you? Except the nose thing, is it's a completely separate direction. Shouldn't it be feet? Wouldn't feet be the next logical thing? Yeah. What's a nose? What's why, a nose Why, do? why not? You got to hand it to him. You okay, could have done that. That do... would have been funny. All right. Well, I do like that. OK. It's like, then are, I... you, uh, are you a WGA? <laughs> you looking for a job? The pickpocket asks if that story was supposed to have some sort of moral. <laughs> and again, he says, no, I, I don't know. I man. just like stories. <laughs> Aaron shakes hands with uh, the pickpocket. Locks his hand in tight. And he says, think about it. First come, first (laughs) serve. Ew. Ew. I just want to make sure you got the joke. Yeah, I I think I got it. Outside, the pickpocket's hands start having a mind of their own, and he tries to steal from a cop, forcing the pickpocket to get arrested. Yes. Fade up. And that's the end of... Quicksilver, Quicksilver Highway. Highway. Andrew, yeah. I felt like I was writing this movie all fucking night long. <laughs> it's it's long. It's boring. It's long and boring it's for too, a 90-minute movie yeah, it's that is two separate stories as well. The, that like, watching it fa- make you think that it would move faster because you're like, okay, I'm done with that one. I'm done with, I'm with that one. Watching it, I was like, "So they're both about hands. They're both about body parts that like come to life, but not really." You would think, "What is the connector?" You would think that they would do the the stranger, where like the the that Showtime what is it the Drifter? And your hand falls asleep, and then you. Oh God! How Mark, this is a family show. <laughs> No, that movie, The Hitchhiker, The Hitchhiker, yes, where Aaron Quicksilver is driving along the highways and byways of America, Route 666. He does say that. And that is what ties the whole thing together, is that it's not necessarily on desert roads, but like we see him in his big fucking Dragula. Yes, just cr- coming up, just flame <laughs> shooting out the side. He's got his nitro powered funny car. Yeah. And he's picking up hitchhikers or he's stopping in at diners. Yeah. And then so, he observes yeah, exactly. these crazy stories. Yes. And then he, he then drops in and he's the unreliable narrator to somebody and tells them a story that happens to tangentially relate in some capacity to whatever it is. It doesn't necessarily. Because. 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 Here's the thing okay. when it comes to, like, Clive Barker's story is he's telling this to this pickpocket. And if it really did have a moral, you would think that it's like this plastic surgeon is dependent on his hands. So you would need a scene where he's cocky because his hands do it. It's Basically, Dr. Strange is what it is at that point. Yeah. Where he's like, I don't even have to think about it. Yes. The it hands just, just know what happens. they're doing. I'm in complete sync with my body. And I, th- it'll be like this forever. Right. Where he's degrading other older surgeons because they just don't have it anymore. And they he's the, the hotshot. Dex- yeah, they don't have the dexterity. But then his hands start acting up because his hands are the real stars of it. They don't yes. need him anymore. Right. But instead, he's just some guy who happens to be a plastic surgeon. And then his hands go all cattywampus all on All crazy him. on him. Yeah. Yeah. So then I don't even understand how then it relate. because then, because then, mm-hmm. at least with like ta- the Tales from the Crypt or Outer Limits, there is some comeuppance for the main character. Yes. Where bang your head till Til you're, you're dead. dead. He kills that guy and then becomes famous for being an artist that... And then the comeuppance comes later when he sells, you know, it's, he, yeah, he his, kills... was, his, his love dies. but then he has to he, kill uh, the uh, doctor yes, so that he can exactly. keep making the things. Yes. Yes, he's tied into the fame, okay? But in both of these stories with Stephen King, it doesn't necessarily have to be a comeuppance story. But a lot of times in these anthology series, there at least has to be some reason that any of this is happening. Yes. And there is none of that for any of these. In a short story, that makes sense because it's just a 10-page snapshot of this scene yes. and you just it just plays out. It's just an odd little novella, an odd little scenelet that just happens to play out and then at the end you you're done and you're like, was that interesting? What? Not really. And Stephen King has written so many short stories in his entire life that he's just like better options. Basically, he fired this off to a magazine that he kind of liked, that wasn't a high-profile magazine. It wasn't like a Harper's Bazaar or anything like that. And they're just like, "Oh, cool, awesome! A short story from Stephen King. I don't care what it is. Just put it in the fucking. It's going in the book." And with this Clive Barker story, I, I I assume that it's been changed, but it's something about like. Revolution and uh, seizing the means of production. I feel like there's there's yeah, there's parallels to Viva la Revolution, communism, and and socialism. But what is it? What are you actually saying? Instead, it's like okay, he leaves a bunch of madcap nonsense. Happens. He goes to the roof and he jumps off. Yeah. And then at the end, we wrap it up by the pickpocket getting arrested. Right. I would have preferred. Or why did they kill? Like, I don't understand why you would like that. the, the husband dies. W- why? Why does that happen? Oh, why does he walk back and then get hit by a yes. passing motorist? then it's just like. I don't know. We got to end this thing life, somehow. Life is random. Life is. Uh, shitty stuff happens. Shitty stuff happens. And then Aaron Quicksilver Sometimes just gets to, to watch it. And then the, the teeth are there. <laughs> And then, but the did, did the teeth got an axe to grind against the fucking husband, or yeah. do they just need to feed? I I don't know. I don't have an answer. Like, you would think that they would get creeped out, and then, like, they would get in the car, and then drive away. And she's like, you told telling this crazy story. And then we hear the teeth in the background, nom, 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 nom. and then they, they, like, we see it, and then it's, like, in the back of the car, yes, and then the it drives away. Up, yes. And then that's and all you know. have to do. That's yes. all you have to do. Yes. But instead, it's like, oh... Yeah, this character that was trying to take car. care of they, She's a she's a a, a single mother now, uh, and presumably they loved each other. But he had to. It's like it's not like he left her high and dry for no reason. No, he wasn't a shithead about it. He's, he's just, just like, to get I, help. I have to go get help. And then he comes back and then he's hit by a car randomly off screen. Yes. Aaron Quicksilver just is like, oh, that's a shame. And then <laughs> gets in Dragula and just rides on out <laughs> of there. <laughs> 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 he's like no <laughs> <a laughs> fucking <laughs> <laughs> rat fink. <laughs> <laughs> <you know? laughs> Andrew with the Matt Frewer one. I would have loved it if Matt Frewer is like, wow, you really made me think that's a good story. I'm going to turn my life around. And then he tries to steal something from Aaron Quicksilver. And then his hands come to life and get him arrested anyways. Yeah. So it's like good, you learned a lesson. Yes. Doesn't matter, you're still going to jail. Yeah. That would be interesting. Andrew, I think it's obvious why this didn't become a 7 episode series or whatever. Uh they just didn't have enough stories about body parts coming to life. Why would you lead with these two other than the I fact no that idea. it's like you you it's like there's probably a lot of Stephen King pieces that are wrapped up in you licensing know, deals. Exactly. It's like you can't get it it because it's owned by Warner Brothers. You can't get at The Shining because it's owned by Warner Brothers. You can't get at this, you can't get at that. Well, so, also, also like a lot of his short stories are in collections. Yeah. Like night what is it? Like night shift or something or late shift, graveyard shift. Some no, the one with the Jay Leno. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the late shift. The late shift. Uh, a lot of graveyard shift or whatever it is. Like that's yeah. pro the rights to that have probably been purchased. Yes. But he has a ton of... But he's got he's other got ones. He's got so many short stories that they can go out and grab one and say, hey, we adapted this from a Stephen King short story. Yeah. And then you and can promote that. One. Whereas but, with this, they're like, hey, we got a weird, silly, dumb one. We got two dumb ones. We got big, chattering teeth, and we got uh, hands, hands running coming around. alive. I guess like you can promote it by being like, it's big and silly. And it's it's not as... Uh, it, it, and so are Tales from the Crypts. There's some real silly ones in that one. Aaron Quicksilver is an it's original Tim creation, Curry plays right? plays all the characters. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, is the wraparounds. I think that is out of whole cloth. I don't think those are based on Yeah, character. and I, I think they could have fixed that. I think they could have made it... Yes, I understand Aaron Quicksilver is just the Crypt Keeper. But what he is telling us... You got goddamn Christopher Lloyd. Like, they they underused him. Yes, they did. And they used did. him improperly. They should have used him... They should have used him in either narration mm-hmm. as well on top of it, as opposed to just being this creepy rapper to whatever rapper this to is. And it, yes, exactly. And then like the fact that at the the first forty four minutes he's got this like mobile museum, this yes. like thing, and then in the other part he's it's like all right, I get that it. That would have worked. That would have worked for me as a series. I think if every time we see him, he's. Tell it's like an air traffic controller or something. Yes, or like that's actually that's is, that's fine. That's actually kind of funny if they had then like it had a di- gone it's a even different further thing every single time. Like that, somebody's the like on the cable. A but- character's like nervous and then they they run up to a, a you know uh, like a a waitress or somebody yeah. like a, a big long wig and then he, he turns, turns around and he's like, oh, hello. <laughs> oh, come right this way. We A are, table for one. Our pot roast <laughs> takes 45 minutes to prepare. Perhaps I can entertain you with a story. <laughs> nah, I'm fine. Oh. Uh, well, our specials are also a duck orange and... <laughs> that sounds good. Uh, I'm yes. being told we are... Sold out of the duck all around. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, or like you know, the power goes out, and something they call like Con Ed to come out, and, and it's, it's Aaron Quicksilver, and he's like, "Oh, we must fix. Perhaps I see you and your children would like to watch a, t- a spooky movie on television. Well, as we get this organized, perhaps I can tell you a tale of a television that was like blurry. I I guess um. I would, you know, do I, can I just pay you to get, like, all the scrambled channels as well? Yes, pornography! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, it it would be funny if they continued that thread, but, like... It's a donut they, shop, and he's, like, a bear claw that comes to life. Yeah. But it's, well, it would be great if it would be if at some point it's revealed that all of, he's, like, doing a, um, usual suspects. Here's the... Where th- he's just looking around the room, and whatever he sees, he's, like, uh... Uh, microphones, microphones are a thing. Uh, microphones to listen back. Listen, microphones oh, oh, the talk oh, back. Oh Okay, okay, oh, okay. okay, all right, okay, okay, okay. Hold on a second. Um, Mark, I will tell you right now. I, I, I figured it out. Mm. This is a spooky version of man with Santa Claus suit. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. He's a different. He is takes different, different forms. He, that's what he should do. Yes. He should. And he, and he shouts at well, women. No, here's the, Here's what it should be. Is like. He's a cop and he's got like a police hat on, mm-hmm. but the rest of his wardrobe, exactly the exactly same. the same, Joker, yeah. <laughs> white face paint. Yes. A cat gets stuck in a tree and he's like a fireman. In yeah. the middle of the day. And he's like, I will help get that kitty down. Yeah. This, uh, not very good. No, kind of terrible. So, and, and I, I feel like if, okay, if, Knowing that if you wanted to make an anthology series that it started as Christopher Lloyd as your Crypt Keeper type character, like all of those elements, incredibly exciting. Yes. Good stuff there. And I think even like in the direction that they were going, OK, that's fine. It's he's a weird character. It allows him to. he was kind of. Yeah, he was doing a lot of off the wall stuff, which is great. And but what then, you pay him for? Why would you pick two pieces of material that like are kind you don't of bad? Start with the goofy ones. You no. slip in the goofy ones every once in a while. You yeah. want to come out with a fucking banger. I don't. I'm not storied enough in Stephen King's uh, uh, you know novel library to know bibliography a a good short story that they should have gone with. I've only really read. I've read Carrie, and I've read on writing. Yeah, uh, there's one that's about like a college student who. Uh, oh, they should have done that Mars one. Ghost of Mars. No, the 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 one where they're like they travel. It's like interstellar travel. Oh yeah, uh, one long ride or something. Yes, it's, it's like, longer than you think. Yes. Yeah, that would have been good. That would be good. It doesn't take place in America's highways <laughs> or byways. I guess. But sure, he sure. could be a Cape Canaveral. <laughs> no, it's about it's ab- about it's he's about, like an astronaut. No, it's about he's an astronaut. The astronaut looks at the next astronaut, it's about, and it's Aaron Quicksilver. It's about a, 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 a the the bride is mad because she's like this trip's taken too long. Oh, and he's like, let me tell you a let story you a about, story a, long about a long trip. Yeah. Okay. Well, Mark, anything else to add about this Quicksilver Highway, uh, Andrew? I. I didn't care for this very uh, much. Do, uh, do you feel that, aside from sexy whistleblower, that Aaron Quicksilver will be the Halloween costume of the year? Uh, yes, absolutely. Okay, Certainly good. once we're done with it. I mean, I, I, that's what I'm going as. Right. Um, Wearing a police officer's hat, though. With, that's yeah, the thing. You're like, I'm Aaron Quicksilver. But, okay, well, if you listen to our show, you would know <laughs> that I had pitched this you're idea. Like, what show? And you're like, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, um, I'm like a transformer, I think. Yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, I'm but, from, I'm from SNL, but you're I'm like, oh, oh okay. okay. But I'm showing a little leg, so I'm like sexy transformer oh, from cool. SNL. cool, that's cool. I like Kristen Wiig. Yeah, <laughs> she hasn't, she hasn't funny. been on in a while. She's funny. Are you the target lady? I'm Pete Davidson. Oh, yeah. Okay, I see it now. Yeah. All right. Well, Andrew, Mark, what are we watching next time? Next time, we're watching uh, something that uh, seems like very familiar territory. Possibly. <laughs> From 1998, it's Sci Fi Channel's Trucks. From the short story by Stephen King, TriMark Pictures invites you to buckle up. You are now entering a town called Lunar. Morning. First time in this part of the cosmos. Looking for flying saucers? Why would anyone want to live in a place like this? Dad, it's too quiet here. Where something strange is going on. The electricity is out from most areas. It'll be at least 24 hours before we can get to you. you can't get nothing on the CB. Phones are out. What's up? trucks don't drive by themselves a mysterious force has taken hold these trucks appear to have an intelligence of talking to each other they're up to something and the traffic is way out of control Look out! <laughs> You turn, you die. Nope. No, it's... Uh, no, that's what it says on the poster. Uh, for trucks? Yeah. No, the trailer that we just played includes the phrase, always keep your eyes on the road. Awesome. Mark, this seems like fucking Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> that seems a little bit like Maximum Overdrive. Uh, a little bit in that it's a... <laughs> it is the 20 years late... that I guess I've guess it's been... 10 years 15 years later lower budget like four by three weird slim this. version of maximum overdrive yes. i didn't see i didn't see one goddamn green goblin on any trucks in this trailer very upsetting andrew uh this movie does and anth- remember when we saw maximum overdrive at the spooktacular of course i did and i was like what if this have been better if it hadn't been directed by stephen king and i about a pound of cocaine. Yeah, and, and said, you're like, yeah, I think that was the I thing was like, holding this the story hell back. Where the Timothy Busfield? Where is he? Well, now we got him. Okay, no well, cocaine. Yeah. Well, less cocaine. Less. Co- well, is television budgets worth of cocaine? Yeah. So you know, it's, no it's, ACDC soundtrack and and cocaine. Got, it is. We got we got, we got Timmy, Timmy B. Timmy B. From uh, Field of Dreams and um, a couple episodes of The West Wing. Sure, Mark. That's for next time. We're watching Trucks. But if you'd like to listen to past episodes, you can always do that by going to soundcloud.com forward slash TV Movie Night Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash TV Movie Night. You can email us at TV Podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on on uh, iTunes. Subscribe there. Leave a review. It would really help us out. You can listen to us on Stitcher. Stitcher. Stitcher, which allows you to stream podcasts directly to your smartphone all that information and more, soundcloud.com forward slash TV Movie Night Podcast. Mark, anything else to this king-sized edition of Television Movie Night? Andrew, I consider myself to be a teller of tales. No. Oh. Traveling America's cyber highways. Oh, no. And slipping between the snares of the web oh. to tell you... I- tales of madness Uh and terror yeah to tell you to keep listening to Uh uh-huh this show this oh um are you you doing are you like a will ferrell is it were you doing a will ferrell yeah i was doing i I was doing a cowbell oh oh that's what i that's what i remember that